everybody. We're back to reality of real estate. I'm Kelly Smith, and this is Scott Walton over here. That's uh, very, I like that one better than Matt's intro. That was very nice. <laughs> We're here with uh, Luis and Stephanie Carrillo. Yes. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, how are you? Oh, Thanks good. for having us. Yeah. Are you guys nervous? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, wait. Not going to lie. Bad. I love the honesty. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be good. It's all good. So today we're just going to talk about these two and their process of becoming agents because they're newer agents. Yeah. Right. So first, introduce you guys yourself. Whoever wants to start. Perfect. Steph, I'll let you go first. Okay. Hey, I am Stephanie Carrillo. I have, um, let's see, Luis and I have been married for 15 years. If we want to go as far back as that. <laughs> Absolutely. Start at the beginning. <laughs> Um, we have three kids and, uh, both decided to jump full time into real estate, uh, this past year. So I've had my license for eight years, um, but decided to just kind of do it in the background for a little while. Um, and I have been doing, I was in corporate America for 14 years. So before. what, what version of corporate America, everything in administration, um, up to project management and landscape construction. Oh, wow. wow. So, and I was with the same company for eight years. Um, so took a two year break and went with an IT company in between. And uh, when did you go full time? To real estate in April. April. Yes. Mm -hmm. We took a six month hiatus to just kind of think it over, make sure we weren't going completely crazy, mm -hmm. uh, which we were, but <laughs> came back into the States and said, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to go full in. So you guys moved out of the States and then moved back to the States. Yep. Yes. I went down to uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys were there for six months? Six yes. months. Yep. Six awesome. months. Got the kids fully immersed in school down there. We built a house, finished building a house. Oh. And, uh, and then decided like, yep, so we're going to do it. Let's do it. All in six months? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Full interior of the house is done. Now we just have to work on the landscape. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so your story, Luis. So, so, uh, so I'm, I'm a, a recent real estate agent. Yeah. Um, just, just got licensed about a couple of weeks ago, uh, or a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, but have, have been in real estate for a little while now. We've kind of dabbled with investing. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we wanted something that was going to give us the freedom to kind of do our thing and still be there for our kids. So yeah, like, all right, how do we do that? Um, but you know, our focus has always kind of been, we, we've been like, I, goal setters, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and our next goal was to, all right, how do we have a lot of time with our kids and have the opportunity to not be capped mm -hmm. at, at our jobs? That's one of the things that, you know, we were working pretty good and then, you know, we worked for the same landscape company for a while. I was a branch manager there while she was, uh, our business administrator. Um, but just the time commitment and the yeah. time that it took away from our kids was like, ah, we're not jiving with that anymore. So, yeah. um, that's when we decided to, to go back to, to Mexico, realign our goals and, figure out what was really important for us. And, and now we're here. So, nice. Yeah. So I have a million questions. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Tons of them. <laughs> so, um, you both came out of landscaping corporate and you said a brief stint in it. How did you guys meet? Did you meet at work? No, we didn't. We actually met at church. Yes. Um, yeah. We met at church back in 2006. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. Yep. December 2006. Right before the floor fell out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep. And when you met, you were like, oh, we're definitely going to end up in real estate. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, so my mom has been in real estate for 27 years. Mm -hmm. oh. So I kind of already had a small background in it. Um, whenever she first started, I was her pick up the phone calls and her uh, scheduler at the age okay. of 14. Wow. <laughs> 
Nothing like child labor. So you, you've been around it. You've been exposed to it. Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the lingo has been there. Um, and also the Spanish definitely helps a lot. We're both bilingual. We're both mm -hmm. fully bilingual. Um, Love that. And with mom doing real estate since she was uh, 27 years ago, there wasn't that many Spanish speaking lenders and agents and home inspectors. Mm -hmm. So True. a lot of the translating um, had to be done by her. Um, so I was part of that. <laughs> nice. nice. So, wow. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, well, I feel like we need to anchor the date because she said that they started in April full time. Yes. Yeah, so you, so you it guys... is September, 2022 yes. when we are recording this. <laughs> yes. So you were in Mexico. You guys came back the beginning part of this year mm -hmm. and then you guys both, well, what were you doing? Cause you jumped in in April. So, so we had, we had two goals. Uh, the first goal was to, my job was to make sure the finances were good yeah, and buy us enough time for her to ramp up her, her CRM and her customer base, yeah. um, which she did. And then, and then in the meantime, I was going to look for investment properties gotcha. um, through creative financing. We did, we got two. Nice. Um, so I'm working on a fix and flip now. Um, and then my second goal was to get my real estate license. Jeez. Um, so along with a blue belt and jujitsu. <laughs> Yep. Awesome. Yep. So what has been the biggest struggle so far? Like the biggest hurdle that you, you've gone through? Wait, let's, let's oh. dial back because he just said something really interesting. Blue belt? No. Oh. Well, yes, that is quite interesting. Yeah. I probably should not just skirt over that. Yeah. Well done. Um, <laughs> especially in real estate, you need some kind of protection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you said you, um, looked for two investment properties. So yes. how did you go about finding them? Because there's a ton of different mm -hmm. ways to find an investment property. Sure. Um, and I think HGTV has made it look entirely too easy. So please. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we did, we did two things. One, um, we, we stay pretty glued to the MLS. Um, Steph and, and my mother-in-law kind of helped us through that. Um, they, they just kind of, yeah, they created a, a search and, and just filtered properties to us mm -hmm. or to me. And I would just kind of review them and I would run the numbers. The other thing that we did, we joined the local um, REIA uh, or Real Estate Investors Association. Okay. So through that, that mainly just kind of helped us with the education piece and knowing, you know, depending on our goals, like what, what we were looking for and how to run the numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how we found it. Both we happened to find through MLS, um, you know, I thought it was just too much work having to go and, and drive for dollars. So I didn't really want to do that much. I didn't, I didn't want to eat up too much of my time. Mm -hmm. So I, I just essentially had them kind of find the sites for me and I would run the numbers and the ones that fit, we, we put offers in and we happened to get these two. Nice. Yeah. And you said creative financing. Mm -hmm. What, what do you mean by that? So, so we wanted to do two things. Um, at the time we, we didn't have stable mm -hmm. jobs or, or income, normal income. We didn't have W-2s. So we, we sought out private lending. Mm -hmm. um, so we did, we found, found two private lenders to help us with both deals. The first one is a seller finance. Um, and then the second one is, uh, essentially we, a balloon is, is a, yeah, it's a balloon, uh, setup, I guess. Is that through like an institution, a bank? No, nope. It's just oh. through a, a private lender. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a completely private lender who was sitting on some cash and we're like, Hey, we've got a good deal. And, uh, nice. You know, you can make some money on the back end. You'll make more money than, you know, in the stock market. So, yeah. um, so we ended up with a really good deal. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yep. 
Okay, sorry. All right, you were asking them about their <laughs> yeah. biggest hurdle. Yeah, so, so, far. so far, what has been the biggest hurdle or challenge or annoying thing? That, that you... That's a great question. I'd say for me, the biggest hurdle was just the, the I, I always call it the zone defense. Yeah. So when we had our first two kids, it was, it was relatively easy because um, we just kind of man, on man, man. coverage. Yeah. yeah, just man mm -hmm. to man. And then, then, then we got our third kid, uh, Julian, who, who, man, bless his heart. He's a great kid. <laughs> man, he's giving us a good run for our money. Um, so zone defense doesn't always, doesn't always no. work with him. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been a struggle. Um, and then one of the things that we've done pretty well is just kind of incorporate our kids into our like learning process and, and things like that. So, you know, like we had, I call them like little like study dates with my daughter. Nice. Know? So she would work on, she was working on Latin at the time because she wanted to take Latin um, at, at her school now. So she'd be working on Latin while I was reading, you know, reading up on, on my real estate. Um, Chapter materials. 13 of real estate law. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'd say that was probably the biggest challenge and, and, um, and giving Steph ample room to, to do her thing mm -hmm. without feeling the financial burden per se. So, yeah. 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 I think the biggest hurdle for me I, from both angles, whenever you work corporate America, right, you are getting paid a weekly salary, you mm -hmm. get taxes taken out, you have insurance, uh, you know, if you have a good employer that offers all of that to mm -hmm. you. So part of it is just kind of changing the mindset and saying, you know what, oh, crap, you are your own business. Now, you are your own entity. Now you are now responsible. I have to go kill what I eat now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I um, and make sure I keep it in line. Um, so with having an administrative background, I think that was the toughest part for me. It's like accounting, marketing, items of value, everything that goes in the back end. Um, because I could start seeing the clients ramp up. Um, my mom's had her firm for 17 years. You know, we talked about her being in real estate for 27, but she's had her own firm for 17 years. She has walk-ins and I am like blessed to say the least on the amount of work that we have coming in because of the area that we're in and because she's got the the background yeah. and the history in it. Is that how you've gotten your clientele so far or most of them? Um, I want to say right now it's probably 50, 50. Okay. So 50% of them are walk-ins from just people that know her. And then the other half of them are people that I've built with a database. Okay. So what's uh, one piece of advice and jump in if you have any questions, Kelly, that you would give somebody that's like, um, working in corporate America and been on the fence about jumping into real estate, what would be the one, I guess, big advice you'd give them? For, for me, it would be to copy their systems. Um, I, I think one of the benefits that you have with a W2 job or with corporate America is the accessibility to the systems that, that these corporations have built. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things like our budgeting template has, has come from our company and we just tailored it to, to us. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the, the bigger things that, that we've been able to pull from it. Um, I, I think the systems really have, have really helped us out in, in, in staying organized, I guess, overall. Yeah. 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 What would you say? Um, I think for me, it's because I want that financial security is making sure you have reserves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. going to be, you know, you jump into real estate and the next day your deal is closed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're really talking about getting a client base, 
you know, looking for the home still at that point and then getting to closing, right? So even let's say you happen to have a friend that already knew what house they were purchasing, you still need between 30 to 45 days to close. Correct. And that's time without money. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a lot of people get into real estate thinking, oh, you know, they drive a Mercedes or they drive, you know, they've always driven really nice cars and they've always done all this and they don't see the sweat equity that especially yes. went into the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you've touched on it a couple of times, systems. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guys go into more detail about the systems you guys have created and use? Uh, sure. Um, so we, we typically, we try to meet every Sunday. Um, that's our like planning and, and reviewing day to just figure out what we've got going on for, mm-hmm. for the next week. Um, that and, pretty much hits all of our scheduling items. Yes. And mind you, we've run our family like a business too. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> um, you know, but, but like Sundays we, we do all of our scheduling, make sure that all of our kids functions are, are scheduled in penciled in, um, who's taking it, things like that. We've got every two weeks, we've got a financial little meetup, um, where we review the numbers. Um, we're thinking about having weekly meetings on that now since we're running essentially two businesses now and our family. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll have to meet a little bit more frequently. Um, one of the things that we used to do with our company was every month we'd have a financial meeting um, just to review each branch, their performance and things like that. So that's one of the things that we've talked about implementing ourselves uh, just to kind of keep ourselves honest and make sure that we, you know, we're, we're keeping up with the day-to-day task of the financial side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our kids all have tasks that, that they're responsible for. Um, you know, and then we kind of give them like a little grade, essentially, you know, they're doing well or, Hey, you need to improve on this. We need to improve on that. So you do employee performance for your children. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, they're commission based. They're commission based and they're responsible for their own timesheets or their own commission sheets. Dude, that is fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. We're going to do a whole podcast just on that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you know, those are some of them, I guess. Yeah. And I, um, I think time blocking has also been something that, um, we implement. And obviously I think, you know, people are like, oh my God, they have their crap together and no, we we (laughs) follow stuff and we will fall off the boat. Right. I think everybody falls um, at some point or another. It's just how fast you recovery. Right. Mm-hmm. The fitness, the recovery period that it takes to mm-hmm. get back. So, um, if we do happen to fall off, um, we try to get back to it as, as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a question for them? No, no. Um, I, so in my household, my children, we have the chore chart and then we have the like extra chore chart. So mm-hmm. the chore chart they have, if when they complete their chores, then they can do like the additional items for extra money Yes, or for money. We don't give allowances. Like they're just, Mm -hmm. we're still a little bit too young for allowances yet, but, Mm -hmm. and it's like a dollar. Like if you do that, (laughs) you know, if you end up sweeping the deck, you get a dollar because that's not on your typical everyday chore chart. So how is your setup? It's same thing. We have our base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The base has and to you be ha- completed. Your, yeah. need, your needs come before your wants, right? You have to make your bed. You have to make yep. sure you brush your teeth. They're three, five, and 13. Mm-hmm. So we had an eight year gap between our 13 year old and our oh, wow. five year old now. <laughs> so they, they fluctuate, right? Our 13 year old has violin practice. She has to do violin practice. Um, and she can now, um, clean the cars and our three-year-old 
you know, mm-hmm. we want to make sure he brushes his teeth and puts his clothes inside the hamper. Um, but other than that, he can turn on the little, uh, sweeper robot they call him bob (laughs) (laughs) you know for an extra quarter that he can put in his piggy bank so you know i all ages are different but same thing we keep a base and then above that it's only like a quarter or 50 cents or a dollar but if you do all of your stuff on friday you might get five dollars you know (laughs) and you start teaching them those basics um so that way they are um fit and able to understand the concept of, Hey, I have to work for what I want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. I like that. So on your guys's, I guess, week to week or month to month, like kind of describe like time blocking that you guys do, like how does your week look like? And then kind of go out from there, like your goals and everything. Say, Let me pull out my calendar so I can pull up my time blocks on what I have on there. Like describe that for somebody that doesn't either do it now or is looking to get into real estate, like how to be successful with that, because you guys have kind of hit the ground running pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a good question. It's, um, so I'd say we start with we start with the big three, really. So so when we go in and start scheduling our time blocks, we figure yeah. out. So we always do family first, um, figure out what's going on with them. We block them in first. After that, we block in our personal time. Like, hey, what are you going to do to to recharge? What are you going to do to to stay fit? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's a huge component of it. You know, like yeah. you need to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of others. Correct. So, so for us, that's the second thing on our list. After that, then we figure out how much time we have left. I'm like, all right, that time is for is for business, right? You know, for meeting with clients, showing houses. For me, it's either you know looking at a deal, meeting with contractors, things like that, or or just spending time with with people who matter with, with to us, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's kind of like just big picture how, how we do it. Yeah. Um, we try to keep it simple, you know, um, we've tried complicated ways to do it and it just doesn't work. It's, yeah. it's not sustainable. Um, this one has worked pretty, pretty good for us. So you guys don't have like a Monday is X Tuesday is X. Um, so Monday and Tuesday are the same thing. Is no, that what you're saying? No, no, no. <laughs> Tuesday is Y, no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We, we need to move through yeah. the alphabet there. Sorry, I did not. <laughs> I was just filling the blank there. Um, but yeah, no, like is Monday for past clients or is Tuesdays for pop buys or like that kind of structure? Yeah, so I actually, I do. I have my calendar blocked off um, and I could go through mine specifically, but essentially what I do is I set up two different days that are my vendor and relationship days. Those days are going to be two to three hours that I literally have them blocked until I fill them in with a relationship that I'm going to meet with. Um, from three to six, I have showings. Um, and these are guidelines, right? If yeah. something pops up in the middle of them or sa- if somebody says, Hey, I can't meet with you that day. I'll move stuff around, but these are right. blocks that I've created in my schedule so that if, you know, I don't have any showings that day, I can leave at three o'clock in the afternoon and spend time with my kids or catch up with the accounting that I didn't complete on my Thursday block. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, um, time set up for accounting. I have, um, once a month set up for my marketing material. I have, um, client care every morning. <laughs> so just anybody that is, uh, that I'm talking to currently that are, uh, current clients, um, that I'm working with or that I have under contract or that I am, um, pipeline clients, I would call, um, are calling them either daily or, uh, by, uh, what is it every other day? Um, so I have a time block for client care as well. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to think 
have to, I might have to pull out my calendar if you guys want more specific. No, we're good. <laughs> but um, I set up those time blocks so that I can fill them in, right? And my goal is that I have them pre-filled two weeks beforehand. Wow. That's impressive. So do you do an electronic calendar or do you have the paper calendar? I do electronic calendar and uh, paper planner. Yes. Yeah. So what's your favorite planner? Um, it's called Daily Planner, the one that I have right now, but I am moving to his. Yes. You have the what? The little shorter version of it. Yes. And that is why, because my planner is a big one. Full focus. Full focus planner. Yeah. It used to be like yay big and it was like really clunky and just cumbersome to call mm -hmm. around where do you get that at uh the full focus planner.com oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um this gentleman's last name is hyatt uh matt hyatt maybe yeah. michael hyatt okay yeah he's the one that came up with it it's, it's pretty simple i mean it's got you know so so we're big buffini guys obviously uh or people uh, yeah. and, and it it kind of falls right into that system so it's Correct. easy it's, it's simple for us um and yeah. yeah yeah that was my next question was the crm what what crm let everybody know about that. I yeah, yeah, I definitely use the Buffini CRM. I love it. Have you used any other ones? Um, no, actually, whenever I, I whenever I was with the landscape company, I was a um, business developer for a little while, and it was Outlook based. Yeah. So I managed my way around Outlook. <laughs> so the CRM is amazing. Yeah. Uh, whenever I go back to, it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this does everything for me. <laughs> Correct. Mm -hmm. No, I'm a big, big, huge fan of that yes. CRM. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love their CRM, but I have to say, my coach would kill me. I never track. It's oh, so man. bad. She's like, I'm can you time. please just track? Like one time, just <laughs> 10 minutes at the end of your day, just track. And I'm like, I'll tell you yes, and I will earnestly try, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst at it, but I I know it works. Like It does it, work. The biggest thing is like just doing it and getting it over with. It yeah. Is. Well, and you know what I, I recently started to do, right? Because that's the other thing with being uh, your own business you're right. adjusting as you're learning better right. ways um i actually am gonna start implementing I, I just started implementing the win the day so friday yeah. i have everything prepped and mondays are going to be my like crm days yeah nice um i think it makes it easier for whenever especially now that i'm getting i'm ramping up and i'm getting busier to leave tuesday through saturday for other things wow. yeah what other advice you guys got to tons of nuggets here uh we're 5 a.m.ers oh, yeah. if you guys have not read the 5 a.m club fantastic yeah. book. <laughs> i used to wake up at 4 30 yes. on monday wednesday and friday i go. would be working out at 5 a.m on monday yep. wednesday and friday tuesday yep. and thursday were my sleep in till 6 a.m days sure and no one in my house woke up until 6 30 or 7 o'clock like yeah. it was amazing and now I have, I have given birth to a morning child and I'm like, you have <laughs> stolen my morning. <laughs> my special time. Yes. I'm like, this is my alone time. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, I might have to get up even earlier just so I can have my me time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like my cup of coffee in peace. Yeah. So very yeah. crucial. Yeah. So what do you guys do? Describe your morning routine. Um, so I like to follow the 20, 20, 20 rule. So it's like 20 minutes of like, we wait, I wake up, um, kind of do like a pray slash meditate type yeah. deal for 20 minutes, mm -hmm. um, then work out for 20 minutes and then, and then learn for 20 minutes. So either reading a book, listen to a podcast, mm -hmm. kind of combined it now. Cause I, I, uh, I just got a, um, 
stationary kit for a bike. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get to kind of knock out two birds with one stone and have a little extra time on my hands. Nice. Yeah. So what are you reading right now? Uh, right now I am reading The Longest Run. The Long Run. Or The Long Run. The Long by, Run. Uh, oh, ben, ben Andrews. By Ben Andrews. Okay. Uh, he's also a buffini guy. Yeah, yeah. So we actually met him on at the airport, gave us his book. Awesome guy. His nice. story is amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm almost done with that book. And then I've got another book that I, you know, just kind of start getting prepped for, for real estate transactions. Nice. Uh, that one's sales, I think. Sales by uh, something green. He's a bigger pockets guy. Um, David Green. David Green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, are there any favorite podcasts? Uh, we listen to Buffini quite a bit. I it's also a good listen- life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like. Uh, I listen to Jocko Willink quite a oh, bit. Oh yeah, too. I like Jocko. Um, yeah. Just because of his, you know, his background in the military yeah. and bigger pockets and bigger pockets and mm-hmm. yeah. Bigger Pockets is a big one. I used to listen to them quite a bit. Yeah. So I got his um, kids' book. We do too. Yes. 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 A word got- <laughs> yes, yes. I got it for the um, for my kids, and we haven't started it yet. It like awesome just books. came in, and yeah. I've always heard great things about it. But I was like, oh, Jocko. Like I've heard him on podcasts all over yep. and everything. It's yes. Awesome. We're on chapter seventeen of the second book right now, and <laughs> the wow. kids love it. Like yep. I read a chapter per night for them. So I mean, same thing. We read, so we want to implement that into our kids' lives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There. I mean, they're gonna learn by example. So. If I don't read to them, they are upset. Uh, they oh, get very upset. That's actually a punishment in our house. Like if they are ill-behaved, right. yes. they yes. So they get two books or two chapters at the end of the day. And if they have, if they're just misbehaving or being children, then it's like you're down a chapter. And you would have thought the earth had cracked. <laughs> yes. They, yes. And if they lose both, like heartbreaking oh, heartbreaking yeah. and even our third grader she can read to herself so one day she turned around to me and she's like you know i can just read to myself it's not a punishment anymore and i was like oh, okay and now she's like but i still want you to read to me and i was like i know <laughs> that's funny our 13 year old still loves it whenever we re- read with her yeah it's yes. awesome oh yeah yeah. So what about you? What are you reading? Uh, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Uh-huh. Um, I love it. Um, one of the things that I found is um, I think with with my background, the cultures there and the customer service there just with administration and the background that I've had, but implementing the structure into my own business and putting it together, right? Because I've always had to deal with one piece of the business not with everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's been crucial for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Immigrant Edge, Immigrant oh, Edge yeah. uh, mm-hmm. by Buffini. I'm reading that one as well. And A Warrior Kid. <laughs> nice. So oh. I just started Cultish, which is about English, like or about the language that goes behind. I don't Anyways. Yes, sorry. Oh, I think I've heard. I think I've heard that book. I'm actually a, a Spanish language and literature major, so my linguistics and my <laughs> yes. So they call it cultish because apparently a cult cannot be a cult unless there's a language behind it, and it, they talk about marketing and things like that. It's very like so far, it's quite interesting. But I literally just started it. Oh wow! Um, so that one's really good. And then the hundred story home which is about homelessness and finding your why. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice. yes, I'm, I am not as into Like I've read the immigrant edge. Mm-hmm. It was a very quick read. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, 
and I've read Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Of course, that's like the Bible. Bible yeah. Yes. To so many, especially if you're a Keller Williams agent, they mm. live and breathe. Correct. By that. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of really good books out there. Yeah, there them. is. And yeah. a lot of good podcasts too. Yeah. yeah. A ton of them like this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, I know. So um, as we wrap up, like if somebody's on the edge of getting into it or just got into it and is kind of feeling down because of what's happened in the market, what can you do to motivate or what can you say to motivate them? Keep them going. I, I would say that you have something very special to offer. So I, I just met with a mentor of mine yesterday and I consider myself kind of introverted and, and like shy and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And I was like, Hey, like, how do I go up to people and say, Hey, I've, I've got this potential deal. Yeah. Um, and she said something very interesting to me yesterday. She was like, don't think about it from what you have to offer to, or, or don't bring, don't bring the deal to them. Right. It's like, you have something very special that, that, that you're offering to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. You are a hardworking person, right. Who makes an honest living. You are, you know, all these things that come, all these different attributes that come with being a successful person in general. Um, and, and you're providing an opportunity to somebody, right? It's Correct. not going to fit everybody, Yeah. but you have an awesome opportunity. And, and I think that, you know, for us, it was one of the scarier things, right? Like you kind of have to, you have to earn your keep, which, you know, it, it's scary on one end, but on the other side, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, because we've done it with, with our corporate jobs, right? We, we were able to make them a lot of money, Yeah. you know? Um, so I think the biggest gap is just, you know, the, or for me, it would just say, just believe in yourselves and, and just surround yourself with people that, that are going to be able to, to bring the best out of you. you know? Yeah. The mm -hmm. Buffini podcast, I don't know if you guys listened to it this week with Bo Eason. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. The art of storytelling. Yep. He talks about that. Like mm -hmm. you have a story. It doesn't, yeah. it's your story. It doesn't matter what it is or anything. It's not nothing to be embarrassed about. Just create it. Yep. And that's what makes you sell. Mm -hmm. it's it's really good if you need to listen to that it's really good it's yeah good. i think for me the biggest thing is understand why you're doing what you're yeah, doing you're why um i think a lot of people especially these last two years might have jumped into it thinking okay this is a quick buck it's a quick transaction um for me personally this is a relationship mm -hmm. um that i'm creating with other people and that a lot of them are relationships that have been there and that are now flourishing mm -hmm. um, because there are lots of people that just don't have that understanding. For me, it's more about an education um, that we're providing for them. Um, I have people that have come to me that have other agents um, or that have been talking to other realtors or have been listening to the clickbait on right. the, the news media. And it's like, hey, who are you getting your information from? You know, is it somebody that really cares about what it is that they're talking about? Um, so understand why you're doing what you're doing. And then once you've decided, okay, this is why I'm going to do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just do it. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it's going to take time. So yeah. just make sure that whenever that you understand that whenever you're hitting that grinding period, it's most likely a breakthrough that you're right. getting ready to have. Um, so just hang in there. That's really good advice. Yeah. This is a lot of times in Agents just feel like they're not doing anything and they just got to keep pushing through that wall mm -hmm. and there's greener pastures on that other side. Yes. It's, you're about ready to hit another plateau. Right. Yeah. I think the plateaus are the hardest to get through, to Correct. be quite honest. It's the, mar <laughs> it's the marathon. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So anything else or should we just wrap this thing up? 
I think this is a great place to stop. There's yeah. enough. There's a, a lot, lot of really good information. And we're going to have them on again because they've just got nugget after yeah. nugget thank after nugget. Thank you nugget. so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thank that was you. awesome. Oh.